Hi, this is Ken Butcher in the middle of the air, and we're coming to you today from the Transylvania County Library in Brevard, and I have author Joy Resor here, and she's going to talk about Go Enjoy an Alphabetical Adventure. And th- first of all, thanks for coming. Certainly. Thank you for having me, Ken. Okay, we're going to start right off by talking about the book, um, Go Enjoy an Alphabetical Adventure. So just tell us about the book a little bit. Thank you. It was a divine assignment. I was wakened up and given the title and the structure and told to write a book to inspire my readers from the lessons of my life. And that essay form, I was so grateful to get to receive that assignment because I've been a writer and my trouble was focusing my writing. So to have that guideline, it allowed the words to come through my heart and hands. I didn't, it was fun. It didn't feel like anything I was trying to do. It just came so easily to inspire my readers um, to more love their life and live into more joy if they're able to. I gave them all sorts of tips um, through what I have learned. And then poems that I wrote years earlier when I was trying to heal from my painful childhood, I ended up going to some poetry therapy workshops and writing poems. And then I ended up, some of the poems were therapeutic, but otherwise I am a poet and other poems came along the way. So as I was writing these essays, the poems kind of tapped on my shoulder and said, I go here, I support this essay. And um, many readers have said that they appreciate these poems because sometimes they spoke to them more deeply sometimes than an essay. So um, how would you describe the genre of this book? It's not quite, I was trying to figure that out. It's not quite, there's a little bit of autobiography in it. There's a little bit of um, inspirational stuff in it. There's a little bit of self-help stuff in it, but I don't know that it fits either any of those three. How would you describe the genre? I think I would describe it, Ken, as um, inspirational. Inspirational. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the best thing. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. We don't have to go any more complicated than that. And, and for whom was the book written? It was written for um, specifically, I had one reader in mind because I had been told that is a good way to write a book. And it was that woman who had been me, that woman who was hiding, who had low self-worth, who had perfectionism and different things. But I have found that this book speaks to many, many people. It has spoken to teens. It has spoken to men. Um, So I think that people find in it something that resonates with them when they're attracted to the book for whatever reason. I wanted to ask you, I had written down the question about how you chose the alphabetical format but you're saying that was just given to you. So let me ask you this. I, I really want to get into this a little bit. What You said you had a calling to do this or an instruction to do this. I really want to hear exactly what happened. I want to know what you experienced. Okay, well, there's a little bit of a story with it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, in my painful, painful childhood, where I was a sensitive child in a family with a rageaholic father and a highly perfectionistic mother, I really tucked into myself, and I say that I went inward and upward. So I would sit in my room and write poems and be sulky and not feel happy, and I would also go onto a rock in our yard and talk to my understanding of God at that time. So I think that over my life, I have really nurtured this connection with everything I don't see. Um, you know, people call this mystery, source, God, the everything. And after my divorce in 2011, when I was living on my own, um, oh, all these different things happened of me doing body work instead of being compacted to open my body. Um, and I think that there was a deep, deep desire in me to, well, I know what it was, was belonging. I had been told in my family that I didn't belong. And that wound was so long in me and deep in me. So this belonging I was seeking ended up, I did have a very mystical, I had a visit from the all. God called talk to me um, in a way, not with language. It was this heart-to-heart communication that I received from, he called himself the all, teaching me that separation is an illusion, that we all, everything is connected. I am in you, you are in me. I am in the all, the all is in me. And ever since then, I have received even more instances of synchronicity and, you know, connection, healing through different ways, um, being led everywhere I need to go and being given everything I need to be given. I was at an event with my wares, these batik wares that I bring into the world. And a woman wanted to have tea with me, and we met in Hendersonville, North Carolina. She helped me understand that maybe the guy I was with wasn't really for me. She said, Joy, I don't think you've had much experience. You had that long marriage, you had, and you have this guy in your life. And it was really challenging for me, but... On my way home from that, I realized, I think she's right. Because I had grown and changed, and I really had become a person who wanted to experience life. I had hidden from life for so many years. I had valued invisibility. And after the all visited me in 2011, I was ready to live life and really um, be in it more. So over dinner, I said, I'm not sure we belong together anymore. And my partner said, I've been feeling it. We don't. And the next day, he offered to 
move out of the master bedroom and to relocate to the lower level of the house. So, Ken, it was after he took his chaotic mess of papers and clothes out of our bedroom, it was as if I could breathe into, again, my connection with everything I don't see with my physical eyes. And it was shortly thereafter that I was awakened in the morning and given that title and structure. So it was words without words, just words to my heart of write this and given that alphabetical structure. What exactly did you experience when you received the calling? Well, I was in my bed, in the bedroom. I had been waking up at 7 a.m. And the best I can explain it is I was awakened at 6 o'clock a.m. and told what this book should be. So what did that feel like when you were told that? It felt amazing. It felt like a gift. Okay. Okay, so we're we're getting a little more into what it felt like and the details of this transmittal of information that you received. And you you just started telling me that that it, the experience lasted a couple minutes, right? Yes. Um, it was. A transmission from divinity to me in, without me seeing anything, but just like um, communication from divinity into my being, I would call it, which invites me to write things down. And actually, this happens a lot in my life. I get awakened in the middle of the night. I used to resist it. Now, I just, I have a notebook on my bed. I just write what I receive to write. Uh, Where I'm being guided is to be more vocal in the world, to write articles for the newspaper, to spread my understandings, my wisdom, my joy bigger in the world. So that morning when I received the, what felt like a divine assignment of write this book, call it this, and being given the structure of it because that title, Go Enjoy an Alphabetical Adventure, I could write essays in an alphabetical and alphabetize them. Um, And all the lessons of my life started coming up for me, and I just started making a list so that then I could take that over to my computer and allow each essay to come forth. It sounds like what you're saying, the alphabetical structure was kind of helped you bridge the gap between a vague idea and and exactly what I'm going to write down. Correct. Like, um, Ken, what I hadn't said to you but and to the listeners is, when I moved from when my husband and I moved from Ohio to North Carolina, and then a year later he wanted a divorce, 
I grew and changed and grew and changed after I healed through that trauma of uh, he shocked my system with that announcement. But I grew and changed so much that my friends in Ohio all said, Joy, you have to write this. Write it. Write a book. And I had been a writer since I was young, and I tried. I would say I tried to write a typical memoir, Ken. Mm -hmm. And on about page 32, I was tired of my own story. Mm -hmm. So when I parted from my partner and he moved out of the bedroom and I could breathe into my connection with everything I don't see, which I will call divinity, receiving the structure was such a gift to who I am because I am a writer who loves knowing what I need to sit down and write. Um, for example, I just received my third book, um, this winter and it was so much fun to write. It will be coming out this summer, a children's book. It's called designed to shine, read aloud rhymes for any size heart. Okay. Let's, let's change gears a little bit here because you talked in your book about batik. Is that how you say it? Batik. So tell me. I have all kinds of questions about that. What is it? How do you make it? Is that what is that one of the batik things, the scarves that you're wearing there? Batik is a kind of um, fabric uh, design. There are people who make it. I under, I don't understand a lot about it, but I believe it's with um, <laughs> it's with dye and wax and different things. I purchase the fabric that has been batiked, um, that has been created in the Indonesian islands, um, in Bali and different islands. There is a store 30 minutes from me that I drive to to purchase this beautiful fabric. When I first saw it, they had an entire wall of bolts of batik fabric, and I never needed to look at anything else because, to me, it is the most beautiful cotton fabric that there is. It's vibrant, and um, my seamstresses love it for the um, the way it handles. You can really you can almost iron it with your finger. So describe the the patterns that that you see on the on the batik wear. The print it, it's so varied. It is um, batik can be very um, monochromatic, like a lot of different blues that's soft, that looks almost like a tie-dye. It can be very crisp colors and six colors at once. It's The variety is endless. The colors are gorgeous. Um, I, I think I am highly intuitive and I go to that wall of fabrics, and it's as if I, I'm i just called to the particular ones that I know. I can, I can see that in my mind, that it would make a beautiful um, stole, mm -hmm. for example. 
So that what I offer, everything is made of the cotton batik fabric and has, um, I have four different um, kinds of things that we make right now. And they each have a positive word or message. Okay, you were saying there's some, you get the batik fabric, you see these interesting patterns, they speak to you, you make some articles out of these. So tell me about the, what you make out of them. Thank you. We make um, four things. The first is I call a radiant creation, which other people call a stole, a scarf, a drape. People call them whatever they want. They're versatile so that they can be worn, they can be placed on your altar, they can be draped over a chair, you could hang it on your wall. Um, They are highly, highly versatile. You could even wear it one day and drape it over your mantle the next day. Um, We make them differently than a typical stole, which would have a mitered neck where it creates a V down, like, behind your head. So most of the ones we make are straight sewing. Um, That's why they can go on your mantle or on your coffee table. And... The second thing we make is called Portable Joy. It's like a long bookmark with Velcro on it. And these go on walkers, on wheelchairs, on purses, backpacks. Customers have put them on lamps, on cribs. Again, the versatile versatility. Next Um, S period, A period, C period, S period. Simply adorable catch-all sacks. These are little bags that people put um, glass, their eyeglasses in, sacred stones, tea bags, affirmation cards. Um, I was at an event where a woman came up to me and said, Joy, you need to know. I am a bereavement counselor. I use, I bought these comfort ye bags from you. I put a picture of the child who had passed and a prayer in them and give them to my clients. I will run into them a year later. They will pull out this bag from their purse And tell me how much it means to them. So she wanted me to know that because I listened, because I received the original idea as an inspired idea from the ethers, from divinity, Mm -hmm. to create the first radiant creations with messages. And it's just been a path and growing and changing. Um, And then the last... um, They were designed as bookmarks, and customers also have found other ways to use them, primarily to add the beauty and the message in their home. So they will lay it on the windowsill in the kitchen or on a coffee table. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit now to another topic that you talked about quite a bit in your book, and that's journaling. 
So tell me about journaling. It seems like you kept several different journals or different kinds of journals. So talk a little bit about that. How does journaling, what is it, how does it differ from just regular writing? Thank you, Ken. Journaling, you have picked up from my book that it is a very large part of me. Um, that I started writing in a journal, I don't know how many years ago, but it was to express feelings and talk about different things in me that had no space within the home, I think, to express them. Um, So I know that my journaling has really, over the years, it helped me so much. It was as if I would write, and if I was whining, um, I think that it was my higher self who would become my coach in my journal. Like this other voice in me that would say, Joy, get off it, you know, don't worry about it. Everything is going to be fine. I think I had a really, this observer self in me who coached me um, forward through my journals. Um, There was a time in my journal writing that I would write in the morning and someone would come into my awareness, awareness, I would write a prayer about them. And then I would run into them later in the day, you know, these synchronicities of connection that I started to really see how much my own quiet time in journaling was leading to beautiful connections in the world. So you said that you journal in the morning. Is that usually what you do? For how long do you do it? And what is actually ends up in your journal? Is it the is it the coach part of your brain or the regular joy part of the brain? Or what, what what does it look like? What does it look? What ends up in the book? That's a great question, and it's changed over the years. Uh, I think one of the times I re-entered journal writing, it was because of a seminal book called The Artist's Way that many people have heard of. And Julia Cameron, as the author of that book, recommends morning pages that we don't judge anything, that we don't even read it, that we simply empty our brain, empty our mind or our heart, or just empty ourselves onto the page. And I know a lot of people that when they would do that, they said they had to burn, they wanted to burn that. They didn't want anyone else to see it. My writing has been different over the years. So that now what my journal writing is in the morning, it doesn't take very long because I am not in, I don't have any problems, I don't have any angst, there is not an issue in my life. I am so filled with peace and love and joy So now what my journal writing in the morning is, is I I write five gratitudes in my gratitude journal. And then in my regular journal, I give thanksgiving for the day before. And maybe I'll say a little more about how things went the day before. 
and then for this day, I name what I believe will happen in this day coming up. Um, And I give thank you for this day coming up. And my days are beautiful. And sometimes I accomplish what I've named, and sometimes I don't. And I, it doesn't matter, because if I don't, then I have been called to go to someone's house and be with them for two hours or whatever. I'm just living a more um, organic, um, spirit-led life okay. than my own life. It's God living in me life. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask real quick about... What was your publishing, what was your book writing experience like? What was your editing experience like? What was your, what was your publication experience like? Thank you so much. It was all great. Um, when people will say to me, oh, you wrote a book, wasn't that hard? And I, I need to say, well, no, for me, my book writing experiences are joyful. Because what I am writing, I have been given it to write from divinity. And it writes itself through me with effortlessness and um, with glee. I'm just happy to write these books. So, and I had um, signed up with a publisher for that first book. um, And then I received an intuitive understanding to ask someone I knew in my life a question. And when I asked her that question, she reminded me that she is now publishing books. And she and her partner had been so important in my world of designing my logo and my website. And I realized how much I enjoyed working with those two people So I left the publishing contract that I had and um, received most of the money back and signed up with people that already knew me and loved me. And that has made um, my publishing process really great. And I just had this call yesterday with them, if I may tell you, about my third book. And First, tell me about your second book. My second book, it is called Venture to Your Center, okay. Journaling Prompts to Enliven Your Joy. So this is an awesome book of alphabetical prompts for anyone that wants to do journaling but needs some support in how to access different things inside themselves. And is that published yet? Is that out? It is. It's available through Amazon and through my website, Joy on Your Shoulders. Okay. By, by all means, tell us about the third book coming up. I can tell you're excited about it. <laughs> well, thank you. And I forget what I was going to say. I think it was that talking with my pe- my book people, oh, yeah, yesterday, I had a call with this duo that they're called Blue Sun Studio, who is a hybrid publisher in that they design covers, they format books, 
they put them up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, but they don't keep any percent of the money going forward, and it becomes my book. All the rights are mine, and to um, do whatever I want with it. Um, so we had this call yesterday about my third book, and I think I said something about my sons wanted me to have a traditional publisher at some point, like to get that, um, you know, what would it be called, Ken? It would be called... Um, Credentials? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And they said to me, Joy... You are too creative to fit yourself into a box with a conventional publisher. They think I would be really, really unhappy. And that is my own understanding that there's something in me, it's just who I am, that has a lot of creativity and a lot of independence. <laughs> and I, it's not that I have to do things my way. But I understand ways to do things that other people don't see. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, that's great. And uh, say again the name of that publisher you're talking about. Blue Sun Studio. Okay, and before we close up here, I definitely want to ask you... Um, how can people follow you in your work? Is the website the best way to do it? Certainly people can visit my website, joyonyourshoulders.com. And also on Facebook, if you are a Facebook person, there's a Joy on Your Shoulders Facebook page. All right. Well, thanks again, uh, Joy. And thanks to the Transylvania County Public Library here in Brevard for hosting us. And we'll see you next time on The Middle of the Air. To listen to other episodes or to subscribe to the podcast, you can visit our website at themiddleoftheair.com.